Happy Friday. Welcome back to another episode of the Byword Show. Today is the day, my friend. I'm so glad you're here. I think we're going to have fun today. This is a topic that I didn't really think about discussing until recently, but then I realized, you know, this is something that I've learned that took me over 20 years to learn. So maybe somebody else needs to hear it too. I want to talk about how to get to know yourself, okay? Because we hear talks about self-awareness, self-care, all these things, but like, how do you actually start the whole self-awareness thing? How do you actually get to know yourself, to know your needs, and then be able to communicate that, okay? So let's talk about it. For so long, I did not know myself. And this is just a side note. I attribute some of this to the fact that I went to private school my entire life and I had to wear uniforms. This is so, <laughs> this is a really silly example, but this is one of the thoughts that prompted me to have this conversation with you. Um, so I went to this private school my whole life, graduated with the same 20 people in my class that I had been with since first grade, wild. But I had to wear uniforms every single day. And this is, <laughs> y'all, we had... It was like, what do we call it? Spirit day on Fridays, okay? You could pay a dollar to wear jeans and a school t-shirt. And that was our day <laughs> to like express ourselves, okay? But also still within the rules of dress code. It was, it was a wild time. That being said, I feel like it took me so long to have any sort of personal style, sense of style, like Oh my, I wish that I could show you some pictures of my junior high and high school self, even college. I actually was recently showing somebody a picture of me in college and <laughs> I was showing them a picture of me and my brother from Easter when I was like maybe a sophomore in high school. And I was wearing these lavender low rise corduroy pants. And this top that was like geometric pattern of very bright colors. And she was like, wait, I thought you were like at a costume party <laughs> because it was so crazy. Like you would never guess these outfits that I wore. I mean, honestly, let's be real. I've had conversations about this with people recently as well, but like, what were we thinking? I already was struggling because I never knew how to dress myself and most of my clothes growing up, I mean, they still are, but most of my clothes back then were thrifted. And I had absolutely no sense of personal style. I did not know myself. I did not know what I was into. I was just trying to be trendy. I was trying to be cute. So every Christmas I would ask for those Abercrombie jackets. Do you remember? Do you know what I'm talking about? That had the fur and the inside, the, the logo across the front, the zipper with the puffy. Oh my goodness. I wanted one for years. I wanted to be that girl. Okay. That was the, that girl of early 2000s she was everything. Okay. I'm talking lace tank top under the t-shirts, the air apostle t-shirts and y'all, it was bad. I wore a fanny pack in high school as well and college. Okay. She was not quitting. We wore the fanny pack, but not cute. Like everybody does now, like a cross. I actually wore it on my waist, but again, it was a crazy pattern, crazy colors. People called me Hanny pack. Wow. I was just like, really figuring it out. Also, side note, y'all are just really getting to know me today. I also had so much 
conflict. Like I really did not know myself. I dated this guy who was a total cowboy. And then I dated this guy that was in a hardcore band when I was in high school. And so I was like wearing cowboy boots, but I was also going to metal concerts and I was a cheerleader, but I had stretched ears. Like I had gauges. Okay. Like I'm no joke. I had gauges, but I was also a cheerleader and like trying to be this cute preppy girl. But also I was like about to get my first tattoo, like working on my sleeve y'all. Oh my goodness. It's so embarrassing. It's so bad. All of that to say, I did not know myself because I was just trying to be who everybody else wanted me to be or who I thought they wanted me to be or what would help me to be the cool girl to fit in, to be accepted, to be pretty enough, to be liked, to get the guy, like whatever it was, that was what I was going off of to find what style I wanted to be. And it wasn't until, mm, let's be real, probably a couple years ago that I felt like I finally started to know myself, find my own personal style. And I'm not just talking about clothes here. Like this really applies to everything in my life. I started going to counseling and healing from all my stuff. And I just really got to know myself, like what actually matters to me, who I want to be, like what I want to pursue, not just based on what other people told me I was good at or what I should do or, oh, Hannah, you'd be so good at this job. You should do this. Oh, you should try this. Have you ever thought about doing this? I let all the voices make choices for me for way too long. Okay. Way too long. And it really kept me from being who God was calling me to be. And it kept me from being fully myself and embracing myself. And honestly, that kept me stuck in my healing process. It kept me stuck in a lot of areas. So if you are there, or if you know somebody, especially a high school girl who's figuring it out, early 20s, like it's the time. And can I just say, there's so much freedom. I feel like your teen years, your early 20s, those are the years where you have nothing but permission to try. I mean, we always have that. Okay, let me extend that. 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, rest of life, we always have permission to try. But especially in that sweet spot of like young adult, there is so much room to just figure it out. Like, don't let anybody's ex expectations of you or opinions or what they think you should do, like whatever's tradition in your family, whatever is expected of you from your parents or your friends or your spouse or your church, even just let it go. Take a breath. There's nothing expected of you here. There is nothing. There's no pressure. There's nothing. Okay. No standards that you need to measure up to. None of that. Let's just let it go. And then let's talk about how to really find yourself because I just want to say, if you are in a season where you just feel like, I don't know who I am anymore, I need to find myself, even after you become a mom, like there's a season of that after having kids and becoming a mom where you almost have to find yourself again. It's an ongoing process, but I feel like the sooner we give ourselves that permission to just be in the process and be figuring it out and loving ourselves on the journey the freer we are to just come alive and be ourselves. And that honestly helps us, I feel like, show up better for ourselves and the people in our world, you know? Because like I said in the beginning, the better we know ourselves, the better we can take care of ourselves and communicate our needs to the people in our lives who are committed to loving and caring for us, okay? So that's really my heart in this conversation, all jokes aside, because I want you to be able to experience so much freedom. And I feel like that's how God wants it. Like there's so much beauty and freedom and sweetness and just figuring out who you were made to be because God designed you. Isn't that so cool to think about? Like 
it just blows my mind to realize that God made every single part of me. And the fact that I get to, if I choose, take time to discover and learn those things about myself, like that just gives me more reason to be in awe of God and grateful because there's nobody else like me. There's nobody else exactly like you. And that is such a gift to the world. And I feel like if we don't really know ourselves, then we never really fully get to show up and be who the world or who God has called us to be. And again, there's no pressure. It's not like you're never going to fulfill your purpose unless you know exactly who you are and every detail of who God created you to be. That's not what I'm trying to say. I just think that it's really cool to know that our infinite God made you so intricate. And there's probably things about ourselves that we will never know until heaven that God specifically designed us, whether it's for certain friends, like he made you the way you are so that you would be able to connect to the people that you connect to, marry the person you're married to, be the parent of the kid that you're parenting. And that's just, that's just so cool, right? Like that's so cool. And so I just want to encourage you, like even from that angle, it's so fun to get to know yourself. Like this should not be a project that stresses you out or that you feel like, oh my gosh, I need to get my checklist and like figure myself out and go to counseling and get all my stuff dealt with. No, this is like a fun thing because beyond just figuring out your personal style and figuring out who you are, like I think getting to know ourselves really gives us some insight into the things that God is calling us to do and the purpose that he has for us. I do think there are seasons and there are times when people will ask you things or recommend things to you that tell us something about ourselves. You know, people might call out gifts in you or skills or talents um, for opportunities that you may not have thought of or considered yourself. And that's super helpful. But at the end of the day, you have to know who God has called you to be and what he's calling you to so that you don't say yes to all the things that other people think you should say yes to, you know? So let's talk about this. What did the process look like for me? How could it look for you? It's going to be different for everybody. But I just realized a couple years ago, especially after becoming a mom, that I just didn't want to chase after what was trendy anymore. I didn't want to do what everybody else was telling me to do. Um, Because we see on social media all the time, there's this like, I don't know, pressure or this messaging that tells us we always need more. We need better. We need the next best thing. We need to always be shopping and all the Amazon links and all of these things. And like, that is so empty for me because I chased that for a long time. Like I said, with the Abercrombie jacket, that girl had it. I needed to have it. That would make me happier. That would make me prettier. That would make me a better person, you know? And again, that's a silly example, but how often do we do that in other areas of life? I know for me, I have chased success and money and acceptance and followers and all of these things that I thought I wanted that would make me a better, happier person. But really they're so empty because those are not really the things that I was made for, you know, like that's not really the thing that matters to me the most. And so getting to know myself has helped me evaluate, okay, why am I chasing the things that I'm chasing, spending money on the things I'm spending money on, saying the things I'm saying, doing the things that I'm doing, like why? I just want to get honest with myself and figure out like, am I doing these things just because I feel like that's what's expected of me? Am I doing these things because I feel like that's what's going to make me more acceptable or belong or fit in? Like I don't, it's just this ongoing thing. I actually just started reading Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown. Y'all know I love Brene Brown. I want to be Brene Brown. But I just started reading this book. I'm actually listening to it on audiobook. And she said something 
when I was listening yesterday and it's like this idea of belonging is not being who everyone wants you to be. It's not about fitting in. It's about giving yourself the freedom to be who you are. And I'm sure I butchered that. But the main idea is like belonging is not about fitting in. It's not about getting acceptance from other people. It's about showing up to yourself. It's, a, it's being at home in yourself. And there's just so much freedom in that because I don't know, have you noticed this? Like some of the people that I'm most attracted to or that I admire, you know what I mean? Like I just, I am so attracted to their energy. I'm so attracted to their joy. Like it's just contagious. I just want to be around them. I just love and admire them so much. There, It's the people that are so fully, unashamedly themselves. They don't, they're not trying to please anybody. Like even some of these influencers or, I mean, not even influence, like, like these people who are just totally themselves in all the weird, wonderful ways. I think of people like Emma Chamberlain, like she's so weird, but like, she's totally herself and people love her for that. Like she's not afraid to post the most random things because she's not trying to be anybody except who she is. And I'm just so drawn to that in people. And maybe you are too. I feel like it's wired in us to be attracted to people who are just free in themselves. And I want that. And I want that for you too, because there's nothing else like it. There's nothing com that compares. And I feel like when we are free to be ourselves, like when we give ourselves permission to stop trying to be or look like everybody else, it just feels so good. And then it frees us up to, to do the things that we really want to do. And so I found myself in this process of noticing I was trying to chase and be all these other things that really weren't true to me. And so I stopped that. I stopped trying to do what was popular. I just stopped trying to do what everybody said I should do as far as like, oh, the traditional path of going to college, getting married, having kids, whatever. I didn't want to do that. So after I graduated high school, I went to Bible college for two years. Then I did missions for a while. And I know what it's like, you guys. Okay. People are always asking you, especially when you're graduating high school, college, whatever, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go to school? What job are you going to do? Like what's going on? And they expect you to have this whole thing mapped out. But how unrealistic is that? Let's be real here. Like why do people expect young people to know what their path is going to look like when they're just in the beginning of finding themselves and figuring all of that out? Please, if you feel stuck in that space, just shake that off because that is not going to help you. It's not going to serve you. It's only going to pressure you. I feel like when we try to have it figured out so that we can give an answer to people, it almost pressures us to make decisions quicker. And usually they're not good ones. Usually they're ones that are like, I shouldn't have done that. Why did I rush into this? Why did I just do what they said I did? You know, like I wasted all this money on the degree I'm not going to use. I wasted all this time on something that doesn't really matter to me. I invested in this job or I've been at this job that I don't even, it's not even moving me closer to where I want to be. It doesn't fit my career path. It doesn't, whatever. And I, it's just, ugh, it's just such a drain when we're trying to do things that will make other people happy. So I stopped doing that. I even stopped scrolling for a while because <laughs> this is another funny thing, but have you guys ever gone back and looked at your Pinterest from high school to see the pins that you posted and like thought were so cute at the time? Um, it's embarrassing for me. And so what I started doing was instead of saving things that were trendy or like trying to find the latest jeans or style or products, whatever, 
I just started going through and deleting anything that I was like, I actually wouldn't wear that. I actually wouldn't do that routine. I actually don't like that advice. I actually don't, you know, and just going through and kind of taking inventory. And then um, I heard somebody say this not too long ago. If you're like trying to find your personal style or even a mood board for your life, it's kind of this fun thing to go on Pinterest and just pin every single thing that your first instinct is, ooh, I like that. I like that. I actually have um, a board on my Pinterest now that I just call vibes. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's just things that make me happy. I see it and I'm like, ooh, I like that for whatever reason. Like, no, I don't need a reason. I just like it. And it's kind of helped me cultivate my personal style that way. And it's been so fun. Like I said, this process can be so fun. So again, that's a style example, but it can be the same thing for, you know, books that you want to read. Like, ooh, I like that topic. I want to learn more about that. Like that shows something about yourself, the things that matter to you, the gifts that you have even. Because like for me, I used to read all these books that I felt like, oh, if I read this, I'll have something to talk about with this person. Or, oh, if I do this study, then I'll, you know, be able to get in with this group. I just stopped that. Like I only read now things that I love, things that I want to learn about, things that are exciting to me. And it's taught me so much. Like the books that I typically read are about mindset, personal growth, loving people well, like educating myself on world issues. And I just know myself now. And I'm like, I'm really a justice driven person. I'm really somebody who wants to continually be better. Like I want to help other people continually be better. And so it's just shown me and revealed things about myself that before I didn't see because they were covered up by all my people pleasing. And so sometimes we just have to weed through that. It could be unfollowing people that you're like, this person just constantly makes me feel less than this person always makes me feel like I need to buy more stuff. And you know, like maybe it's not unfollowing, maybe it's just muting them, you know, like on your feed. So you're not constantly bombarded by those messages and posts and things like that. But just do what you need to do to clear out all the things that are making you feel like you need to be a certain kind of person or dress a certain way or do certain things. And then I started just doing things that brought me joy. And I didn't feel like I owed anyone anything. And so I know I've shared about this before, but I now do self-care on Monday nights. And that happened on accident. Like it just became a part of my schedule because I realized I love having time to myself. I love being refreshed by just calming down, not like having an evening where nobody expects anything from me. And I'm able just to read whatever I want, watch whatever I want, and just chill, do a face mask. I, I love that kind of self-care. And I also now know that I love going to counseling and meeting with mentors and processing through things because that helps me grow. And that has helped me learn how to communicate my needs to other people. So if I'm overwhelmed, if I'm stressed, if I'm feeling sad, if I feel like not my best self, I now know, okay, I probably need a self-care night. I probably need to talk to a mentor or ask for prayer or whatever it is. And now I know how to communicate those needs to Christopher. And now he even knows to, to offer those things. He's like, hey, if I'm having a hard day, sometimes he'll just go in and start a bath for me because he knows that's what I need. And it's just so helpful because when you know yourself, it's easier for the people in your life to know you as well and to care for you, especially if you're married. Because <laughs> I'm sure you guys have heard a million times that men can't read our minds. They just can't. We can drop as many hints as we want. They won't figure it out unless we just make it clear as day. And so me learning to know myself 
has actually helped our marriage because Christopher knows me better. Have you ever been in a relationship or know somebody who anytime you ask them something, they're like, or I don't don't know, like whatever you want to do, where do you want to go? Like what would be fun for you? Oh, I don't know. Like whatever you want to do. Sometimes, at least for me, maybe it's just me. Sometimes that's so frustrating for me because I'm like, what do you want? I want to do something for you. Like what do you want? Where do you want to go? Like what's important for you? And to me, it's like, it's so refreshing when somebody is like, oh yeah, like I would love to do this or something that's really meaningful to me is this. And it's like, wow, that's really cool. Like now I know how to show up for you. I know how to like be a good friend to you. And it just, I don't know. I feel like when we are fully ourselves, it, it enhances our sense of community. It enhances, it enhances our relationships. It enhances our just ability to show up to our lives and do what God is calling us to do, be better friends, love people better, be better parents, you know, all the things. So I would just say, if you are in this season of figuring out who you are, maybe take some time to journal, maybe process with somebody who can, who knows you and could say like, oh, well, I've noticed that you often do this if you're sad, or I've noticed like when you're stressed, this is usually what you turn to. And so even talking to other people can help you discover things that maybe you don't see because you're so in it. You know, like you're, you're you all the time. Sometimes we need somebody else on the outside to reflect things back to us so we can learn and grow. And that's great. That's so helpful. We need that. And so I feel like a big part of this also is inviting people into the process because I feel like the more vulnerable we are with other people, that also helps us get to know ourselves better. And so journaling, bringing people into the process. And then this is really cool. Something I saw somebody do, I heard this, someone talking about this on TikTok or something, but have you heard of the love languages? If not, please go check it out. It's life-changing. But this is just basically a quiz you can take. It's free. If you Google love languages quiz, you can go and take it and it will show you your like top areas out of five where you really receive love the best. So it's quality time, words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. And so out of those areas, my top are, I think, gifts and maybe quality time or acts of service. I kind of go back and forth between those. And so that is how I love to be loved by people, by Christopher, by friends, whoever it is. But I heard somebody say, do like learn your love languages and then do those things for yourself. And I was like, whoa, that's such a cool way, not only to know what, like what makes you tick, like to know yourself, but also to care for yourself. Like if I am a quality time person, that makes sense because I need that time to myself, quality time to refuel, to get filled up. And it makes me a better person and, you know, acts of service. (laughs) That sounds like a silly one, but for myself, I know that if I just stop putting off tasks that need to be done that are stressing me out, it helps me. I can help myself by if I have this looming deadline or a bill that needs to be paid or, you know, a random task, an errand that needs to be run that just needs to get done. If I will just go ahead and do that for myself, I feel a million times better. And same with the other one. So if you are somebody who likes gifts or um, what are the other ones? Words of affirmation write yourself affirmations, you know, write out or journal or like say to yourself daily, those things that you need to hear to fill yourself up again. Because I feel like when we know ourselves, it's this cycle of, I know who I am. So I know how to get filled. And that allows me to show up in the world fully as myself and fully ready to be everything that 
that the world needs me to be, that my family needs me to be, that my friends need me to be, and who God has designed me to be. And it's this beautiful thing because on top of everything I've already shared, I feel like when we are ourselves in relationships, it frees other people. It's like this ripple effect. It frees other people and gives them space and and like a safe zone for them to be themselves as well. And honestly, that might be the best part. And so I know this was kind of all over the place today and jumbled. I have a lot of thoughts about this because I'm very much still in the process of learning. But as I said, I think it really is a lifelong journey of learning ourselves. And that's a good thing. That's a beautiful thing because we're always evolving and growing and changing. And that's good. That's healthy. And it keeps life interesting too, you know? So anyway, cheers to you today, friend. There's so much permission to just be exactly who you are, where you are in the process. And that is something that should be celebrated. So I'm over here cheering for you today. I hope you have a great weekend and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the Byword Show. I love having you here and I'm so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and remember, I am cheering you on.